505 on a Thursday morning, the 8th of February. Welcome aboard. What? They're going to take out the the parking feature? Self. Uh, parallel, parallel parking, parking Come features. On. Yeah. Maybe they'll put the radio back in if they take that out. <laughs> I don't know. Some people should use it. I've seen, you know, they said, well, people prefer to park themselves. I don't know that there's a whole lot of people that know how. I mean, if you watch them, they don't know how to do it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I mean, and and it's kind of funny to watch some of that really not very good at it. It takes them, you know, 30 minutes of <laughs> jigging and jagging to finally yeah. get it in there. Mm-hmm. Or they're trying to put a 12-foot car in a 9-foot spot, one or the other. That's the other thing that sometimes people try and push their luck. But uh, they say nobody's using it. huh? Now, how do they know that? How do they? Know I wonder that? if they. Uh, I mean, they track everything now. I wonder if the you know the dealer, or the manufacturer knows what features they're using on what car. You know, they know where you. They know where you go, and when you go there, mm. and how long you stay. Big they know everything. Watching. They know Big everything. Big brothers watching. They know it all. Black helicopters. Mm-hmm. They're watching. They know everything. You're done. Well, there you go. That's one feature that apparently is not going to catch on. So maybe, maybe we can get them to put the radio back in if they take off the uh, the parking uh, feature. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, we'll take a look at what's going on in the markets. We'll check that weather. So you say you came in this morning without even a coat. I stepped. Kids. Yeah, I stepped Kids. outside this morning, and it was. I mean, I'm showing 51 already outside right now. You're probably wearing shorts. No, I'm not wearing shorts. But no, you're not I wanted shorts, to. Could have. <laughs> could have. Could have. Would have, could have. Uh, yeah, so it's going to warm up, and then tomorrow even warmer. And then, yeah, Monday you might be shoveling snow. So we'll have the forecast for you coming up in just a little bit. It's Thursday. That means it's corn grower day. We'll have our Missouri corn grower update. So much to do, so little time. We better get started. What do you got, Zach? You know, looking at this forecast, you made that snow joke, and you're actually not being sarcastic for the listeners who think you're joking. You are not. What? <laughs> Me being sarcastic and joking? You Come are on. not joking. Driving home from the Super Bowl Sunday night, you might be seeing some snow. But we Woo-hoo. will <laughs> not a lot, but we will get to that once we get the forecast rolling here in a little bit. Good morning, everyone. It is fifty one degrees outside right now at five oh eight. Weather and sports are coming up, but first here's what's happening now. St. Louis's top prosecutor has filed a motion to vacate the conviction of a man in prison for more than thirty years for the shooting death of a fifteen year old boy. Details from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. The motion filed Wednesday is the second in two weeks challenging a long-standing murder conviction in the St. Louis area. Christopher Dunn is serving a sentence of life without parole for the killing of Rico Rogers in 1990. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore says the case against Dunn relied on testimony from two boys, both of whom later recanted. On January 26th, St. Louis County's prosecutor filed a motion to vacate the conviction of Marcellus Williams, who's on death row for a 1998 killing. DNA evidence was cited in that case. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. Police say the suspect wanted in the shooting death of a Granite City police, or excuse me, the shooting of a Granite City police officer is a convicted murderer. He's been identified as Donald J. Fries, who previously served time in prison for second-degree murder in a deadly car crash. He was released in November of 2020. Freese is being sought in the shooting of an officer on Tuesday night along the 2400 block of Delmar. The officer suffered a gunshot wound to his arm. He was treated and released from an area hospital. 
Yesterday, he was charged on several counts, including attempted first-degree murder and aggravated battery with a firearm. Anyone with any information on Freese's whereabouts should call the Granite City Police Department. Ten students at Sumner High School became ill after ingesting edibles. School officials say this happened yesterday when one of the students brought the edibles, possibly containing THC. The students began having nausea after ingesting the edibles. Four of the students were taken to an area hospital just as a precaution. The other six students were picked up by their parents. School officials say the student who brought the edibles to school is facing disciplinary action. Union members at SIUE have designated today as Day of Action. Union leaders say the time is now for university administration to settle a fair union contract after nearly two years of delays. This morning, SIUE employees will be joined by Illinois AFL-CIO President Tim Drea to address the university's Board of Trustees meeting on campus. In the evening, employees and their supporters will demonstrate outside a gala fundraiser held by the university chancellor at Chase Park Plaza in St. Louis. Public transit yields an overall economic impact of just over $4 billion annually for Missouri. That's according to a six-month study released yesterday by Citizens for Modern Transit. This annual revenue includes $481 million in spending by transit riders. The study also found that state government collects an estimated average of $51 million in annual taxes because of the direct and multiplier effects of transit. Governor J.B. Pritzker and the Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity have announced seven awards totaling $3.3 million through the Route 66 grant program. This funding is intended to boost local tourism and attract visitors to the historic Route 66 leading up to the 100th anniversary of Route 66 in 2026. Time now is 5.11, taking a look at the KTRS forecast. Today, cloudy and windy, wind gusts as high as 30 miles an hour, high as 65 degrees tonight, clear with an overnight low of 45. Tomorrow, sunny and could hit 70 degrees in some areas. It's currently 51 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Switching over to sports, Shawnee sat out with a knee injury last night as Mizzou basketball dropped their 10th game in a row with a 79-60 loss to Texas A&M in Columbia. Tamar Bates scored 20 in the loss. The Tigers host Mississippi State Saturday night at 7.30 here on the Big 550. Sincere Parker scored 33 points in just 18 minutes as SLU beat LaSalle on the road 102-84 last night. The win snaps a six-game losing streak as the Bills. Philly road trip continues on Saturday at St. Joe's. St. Louis City SC beat LAFC 1-0 at the Coachella Valley Invitational. Kyle Hebert scored his first goal of the preseason in the win. City takes on the New York Red Bulls Saturday in California. And Maryville University has hired Adam Hall to take over the men's soccer program. Hall is the reigning GLVC Coach of the Year at Illinois Springfield. That'll do it from the Sports Desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. The Big 550 KTRS starts another broadcast day. Thankful to be in America. God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light. 
from above, from the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans white with On this Thursday morning, the 8th of February, once again, welcome aboard. We were talking about them eliminating the parallel parking feature on cars, one of the listeners, and we love to hear from the listeners, 84126 is the text line. I have the self-parking feature in one of my vehicles. It's very scary watching the cameras on my car while it parks itself. I usually just grab the wheel and do it myself. I'm not 100% convinced I won't back into the vehicle behind or in front of me. If the parallel parking thing hits, if you're letting it do it and it hits, a, it backs into the car, who's responsible? Yeah, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's the car that does it, yeah. I don't know. If the car, you jump out and you point your finger. Say, I didn't do it. He did it. Yeah. I, I don't know. How, I, I, just little things that make me wonder. Um, if your automatic car, and it's, it's kind of the same way as that um, where you're hands-free driving. And you're going down the road and that car runs mm-hmm. into somebody who's responsible. Hmm. Wondering uh-huh. minds want to know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. Just little things. Uh, let's run over to the market. Car and futures printed new lows yesterday and into the session three to five lowers. We've been saying there is just nothing out there to turn this market around. Uh, Brazil's Ag Rural reporting that the corn planting at 27% complete by the 1st of February. That was up from 11% last week and running about a week ahead of last year's pace. So it looks like they're coming along nicely in their corn planting. Ethanol numbers showed ethanol producers were again averaging a million barrels per day following the lag in output through uh, late January. Producers averaged 1.03 million barrels of ethanol output daily during the week that ended the 2nd of February. Ethanol stocks built another 509,000 barrels. We now have 24.7 million barrels of ethanol in stock. March corn closed at 434, down four. May down four as well at 446. July at 455, down a nickel. Overall, in the overnight trade, we're lower again. March down another penny, 433. May's at 445, that's down one. September at 462, down one and a quarter. And December trading at 472, that's down one and a half cents a bushel. Just nothing out there to drive that corn market. Soybean futures dropped double digits in the old crop contracts, leaving the board sub under the $12 mark. All but July, new crop beans were also six cents lower on the day. Soy meal futures closed six twenty to seven sixty lower across the nearby's. Soy oil futures finished today seventy three to eighty three points higher. 
they're estimating the 23-24 Brazilian soy harvest at 16% complete through the 1st of February. That's up from 11% the week prior and compared to 9% last year. They're moving along in the harvest as well. Census uh, data had the soybean exports at 173.3 million bushels for December. That was a five-year low for the month and was a three-month low for the season. March beans closed at 1189, down a dime. May, down a dime at 1197. July beans at 1207, down a dime as well. Overall, in the overnight, we're getting a little of it back. March is up two at 1191. Uh, the May at eleven ninety nine. That's up two and a quarter. It did hit the twelve dollar mark at one point. November at eleven seventy one. That's up a half cent. And January's even on the session at eleven eighty. So uh, at least we got a little momentum there in the overnight trade. Over on the bean trade, we were uh, four to seven cents higher on the trade yesterday. July closed out the day at six ten. That was up four and three quarters. Giving it all back overnight. March is down seven and three quarters. At five ninety four, so much for the six dollar mark there. May at six dollars even, that's down seven. July new crop six oh two, that's down seven and a half. It was at six oh one. There again, that resistance at that six dollar mark. Boy, if we break through, I'm afraid where that market could go. December trading six twenty four, down eight cents. It's five eighteen, five nineteen on this Thursday morning. It's warm outside. Believe it or not, we'll take a look at the livestock and the forecast right after this. You know, it was in 2007 when they came to me and said, would you have a problem advertising for R&R sanitation porta-potties? And I said, sure, no problem. But I didn't even know they needed advertising. Turns out they were in the middle of a porta-potty war. Somebody wanted to put them out of business, and so they needed to advertise. Well, guess what? All these years later, one of our biggest and best supporters is R&R sanitation porta-potties. Why? They're local company. Locally owned, locally operated, and yes, even though we joke and we think of them as a porta potty company, what R&R Sanitation really is a customer service company. Because when you need porta potties for the events down the street, for the block parties, for the work done on the house, for Mardi Gras, whatever it may be, you want a company you can trust. You want a company that will drop off and pick up in a moment's notice. You got it. R&R Sanitation or R&R Portable Toilets. When they really do want your stinking business... R&R Sanitation or R&R Portable Toilets Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and music director Stefan Denev for Carmina Burana. This epic work delivers goosebumps with its songs of joy, love, and celebration. Experience Stefan's Trilogy of Fate featuring evocative music by Arvo Pert, Lara Auerbach, and Richard Wagner. February 17th and 18th at Stiefel Theater. Tickets at slso.org. Before you put your home on the market, before you have to pay money fixing it up to sell it, before you have to pay real estate commissions, call me. I'm Mike Robinson with Rowbank Properties, and I will buy your home. Any property, any condition, anywhere, and always as is. Call me, Mike Robinson with Rowbank Properties at 314-283-0867. That's 314-283-0867. You have nothing to lose when you call Rowbank Properties at 314-283-0867. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 521, we'll take a look at that forecast in just a minute. But if you are heading out the door, 
give or take 50 degrees as we get started this not morning. Not bad out so, there. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. We'll take it. Yeah. I, later today, I'm going to go work the ball fields. Yeah. Althoff High School it's called. It's February 8th. <laughs> yeah. Althoff High School called and said, hey, can you come over and work the ball fields? 70 But degrees? I think they're fir- it's like a month till their first game. Yeah, they start like early March. Well, now you can come back once or twice, you know, between and now and then do it again. again. Yeah, do it again. Yeah. Um, I, last year, the first like first five or eight games were canceled due to weather. Yeah, I don't know why they start them. I guess they have to in order to get them in before the end of school. I guess is what their theory is. Usually, that I, stuff goes in the summertime, though. No, not high school baseball. Oh, really? Because I know. Uh, I think tr- I thought track did as well. Because that. Goes after even graduation, but oh, I don't know. I hmm. thought that I thought in Missouri, the, I, I know it does. Yeah, I think I don't know. I thought it ended about, about the time of the end of the year. Uh, so yeah, we're we're this is kind of the preliminary work down, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of knock down the high spots and fill in some of the. There's a few low spots that hold a little water. We're going to kind of grade that a little bit and see if we can't get those fields ready to go. Because you know, a baseball coach is pumped. You know, they're ready to go. They want to get out there. Uh, you're, so, so you're not uh, yeah. you're not cutting the grass, right? You're just kind of filling in spots. No, we're not cutting the grass. Oh, I, didn't know, I didn't know if you'd be cutting grass and be wishing you could smell it because everything's just dead. <sighs> no. Nah, not dead there grass yet. cutting doesn't it don't have that smell to it. But that day's coming. Just stick around; it's coming. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's run. And born when it does, I'll let you know. Ah, uh, the cattle uh, numbers on uh, trade yesterday. Yeah, we came in lower there, seventy-seven to one twenty-seven lower. Uh, no cash trade reported. Kind of ended up last week, 176, 178. A few sales at 179. Feeder cattle futures closed 42 to 55 cents lower on the day. Uh, December beef shipment numbers came out. They're listed at 252.3 million pounds. Uh, that was a four-month high and 10% above November, but was 5% decrease from December of 22 as an eight-year low for the month of uh, December, USDA's wholesale box beef prices firmed up by 91 cents in the choice, 82 cents higher in the selects. USDA cited the numbers for the week through Wednesday at 376,000. That's down from 379 last week, though, 8.7 thousand ahead more than the same week last year. So we are still running some pretty good numbers. February cattle closed at 182.22, down 77. April at 184.80, down 127, and June at 182.20, down 92. March feeders closed at 245.55, down 112, and the April feeders at 251.20, down 50 points. Over in the pork complex, yeah, well, they were mixed at the close, mostly lower, anywhere from 10 to 27 cents lower. USDA, USDA's average base hog price uh, increased by 92 cents, however, to 66.37. December pork exports came in at 643.8 million pounds. Uh, that was the second largest December on record after 2019. December pork shipments were also up 6% for the month and were the most for any month going back to May of 2021. Cutout value for Wednesday afternoon, 224 weaker at 83.99. Numbers for the week so far at 1.46 million head. That compares to 1.47 last week and 1.43 the same week last year. 
February hogs closed at 73.37, down a dime. April at 81.10, down 15. And the February cutouts at 83.92, that was down 72 points on the day. 525 on this Thursday morning. Well, the USDA is forecasting significant drop in the 2024 farm sector profit. USDA's economist, that is, visits with Gary Crawford, and they talk a little bit about where these numbers might be headed for the new year. USDA's first forecast for 2024 farm income says in general farmers are going to see their profits down from last year by a big amount, 24%. There are numerous reasons or numerous factors contributing to the forecast decline in farm income. USDA economist Carrie Litkowski gave us a few of those factors. Cash receipts, both for crops and animal and animal products, are forecast to decline in 2024. Government payments that go to farm operations are expected to decline as well. And production expenses are forecast to increase, which would pull down net income. USDA projects those production expenses to rise by almost 4%, while cash receipts drop by 4 The reason for that reduction in cash receipts lower prices for the commodities that farmers produce. Even so, Litowski says the financial health of the farm sector is expected to remain strong. Farm asset value is growing faster than farm debt. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Yeah, put input cost above the uh, output cost. Not a good combination in the farm community when what you're selling is bringing less than what it takes to put it out there. Uh, coming up on 527, Zach, they're all been waiting to hear about this snowstorm that's coming in. What do you got? Snowstorm might be a bit of an exaggeration, but we are expecting snow okay. later <laughs> this uh, into this weekend. Today, though, there is a chance of a spot shower this morning. Actually, it will be just be partly sunny today. Warm, though, high as 65 degrees and windy. Wind gusts today as high as 30 miles an hour, partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 49 Mostly sunny and warmer tomorrow, 71 degrees the high on Friday. Could see an afternoon shower tomorrow into tomorrow evening with a low of 45 degrees. For the weekend, Saturday, mostly cloudy with a high of 50 on Saturday and a low of 34 on Saturday night. Then for Sunday, mostly sunny to start the day, high of just 47 degrees. Chance of a spot shower Sunday afternoon into Sunday evening. Then that Rain is going to change over to a mixture of rain and snow overnight. Low of 32 degrees on Sunday night. Little to no accumulation is expected, but driving home from that Super Bowl party on Sunday night could see a mixture of rain and snow. Chances some more flurries on Monday morning, but it will warm up to a high of 41 degrees on Monday. Monday night is going to be partly cloudy with a low of 29 degrees. And on Tuesday, sunny with a high of 46 degrees. Clear on Tuesday night with a low of 31, and on Wednesday, sunny with a high of 50. That's latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. You know, if I knew somebody that had a big new team. USDA's first forecast for 2024 farm income says in general farmer. Whoa whoa there, Gary. You already had your chance. (laughs) If I knew somebody that had a big, uh, he just jumps in whenever he wants to. Uh, a, A new big T, big screen TV, like a seven, you know, like a. Eight foot television or something mm. for I'd go watch that football game if I knew somebody had one of those. If you knew someone, yeah. like got one for their birthday <laughs> or something. Uh, <laughs> I heard about, the word on the street is somebody got a new big TV for Christmas. I did get a new uh, big TV for Christmas. Yep. 
Yeah, or not Christmas for your birthday. Birthday, yeah. Uh, forty, yeah, forty-nine degrees here in rural Belleville. We better just keep moving along. Wind coming out of the south at nine. I guess that's pushing that warm air in. Visibility is at ten miles, and uh, looks like sun up at seven and sundown this afternoon at five thirty. And Zach, I was looking a long way out. You were talking about Wednesday, Thursday stuff. Mm-hmm. So a week from today, thirty-three and forty-seven. Friday, week from tomorrow, twenty-six and thirty-eight. Saturday, 24 and 66. So Friday, the high is 30, 38, 38, and then Saturday, the high is 66. 66. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds about right. Some things just ain't right. We'll be right back. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for kayakers, car dealers, grocery baggers, and mail carriers. We're for teachers, preachers, students, and singers. Armed service members, you bet we're for you. We're for people who shan't say hello. Not because they know you, but because they don't. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. And don't worry, we're still for farmers too. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. Jackson Hewitt offers you the biggest refund guaranteed or your money back plus a hundred bucks. Hurry into Jackson Hewitt today. This is the Big 550 KTRS St. Louis, Ledoux, Glen Carbon, University City, Edwardsville, Manchester, Wood River, Grafton, and the world. Streaming live at KTRS.com. Depend on it. ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. The Supreme Court hears arguments today in Donald Trump's appeal of the Colorado ruling that strikes his name from the ballot in next month's primary. Here's ABC's Devin Dwyer. But the consensus expectation is that this will happen very quickly for the Supreme Court. Days or weeks, certainly not months, the Colorado primary uh, is coming up on March 5th. And so the expectation is that this Supreme Court will want Colorado voters to have an answer uh, before then. The high court there ruled that Trump violated the 14th Amendment by engaging in insurrection. The immigration deal tied to funding for Israel and Ukraine not even brought up for a vote in the Senate. Democrats say Republicans weren't interested in solving the border problems. They just didn't want Joe Biden to score a win before the election. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has left the Middle East, wrapping up his fifth trip to the region since the Israel-Hamas conflict broke out. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejecting the latest Hamas-proposed ceasefire. This is ABC News. Fifty degrees outside at 531. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. Two men are facing charges in connection with the shooting of a 13-year-old girl in Alton over the weekend. Alvin Perry and Rashawn Colvin, both 19 years old, have been charged on several counts, including attempted first-degree murder. The teen was shot on Saturday while standing on a porch along Highland Avenue in Alton. Prosecutors say they don't believe the girl was the intended target. She remains in critical condition. St. Louis's top prosecutor has filed a motion to vacate the conviction of a man imprisoned for more than 30 years for the shooting death of a 15-year-old boy. The motion filed Wednesday is the second in two weeks challenging a long-standing murder conviction in the St. Louis area. Christopher Dunn is serving a sentence of life without parole for killing Rico Rogers in 1990. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore says the case against Dunn relied on testimony from two boys, both of whom later recanted. On January 26th, St. Louis County's prosecutor filed a motion to vacate the conviction of Marcellus Williams, who is on death row for the 1998 killing. DNA evidence was cited in that case. A 
A St. Louis jury convicted a man for the murder of his former girlfriend and her two young daughters. That verdict was handed down yesterday to Ronald Marr. On the morning of February 4th of 2021, 30-year-old Kanisha Hemphill and her daughter's 8-year-old Journey and her other daughter, Jakari, were found shot to death in the family's South City apartment along the 4100 block of South Grand Avenue. Prosecutors said Marr told a witness that his former girlfriend was going to die after she'd recently served him with paperwork for paternity testing. Marr is facing life without the possibility of parole when he's sentenced on March 8th. Union members at SIUE have designated today as Day of Action. Union leaders say the time is now for university administration to settle a fair union contract after nearly two years of delays. This morning, SIUE employees will be joined by Illinois AFL-CIO President Tim Drea to address the university's Board of Trustees meeting on campus. In the evening, employees and their supporters will demonstrate outside a gala fundraiser held by the university chancellor at Chase Park Plaza in St. Louis. Illinois Senate Deputy Minority Leader Sue Rezin is partnering with Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant to host the third, quote, Safe Screen Healthy Minds Roundtable. The event aims to gather input from parents, educators, and mental health professionals. Sue Rezin says the ultimate goal of this initiative is to directly address concerns regarding the harmful effects that social media platforms have on young, developing minds and to hold social media platforms accountable for deceptive practices that target minors. The roundtable will be held at <clears throat> excuse me, Mount Vernon Township High School Auditorium tonight from 6 p.m. until 7.30. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has awarded $3.3 million in grant funding for projects along the historic Route 66. KTRS's Jim Fairchild has more. The funding is intended to boost local tourism and attract visitors to historic Route 66 leading up to its 100th anniversary in 2026. In a release, Governor Pritzker said, quote, These improvements will enhance visitor experiences and build on existing attractions to ensure Illinois and Route 66 remain vibrant elements of American culture and tradition for many years to come, end quote. 300 miles of the highway weave through Illinois, and its economic and historical impact is felt firsthand in communities across the state. These grants are intended to bolster tourism, education, preservation, and promotion of Route 66, while prioritizing future transportation and tourism needs, such as electric vehicles. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. It's 51 degrees outside at 535. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave after this. I'd like to give a shout-out to the window store, Larry Thornton and his son, Joe. Since they've been advertising on the Big 550 KTRS, the response from the listeners have been fantastic. If you're looking for windows or you're looking for doors, I would recommend going to the store, the window store. They sell windows and doors, and they do it better than anybody else in town. You see, it's a family-run business and has been a family-run business for all these many years. And guess what? They're really not into playing the game, the marketing game. Buy one, get seven free. Buy one, take 85% off the second one. No. Every window is energy efficient. There is no upselling. It includes everything you'll need. No gimmicks. One fair price. Take it or leave it. They are a great St. Louis company, and you probably know somebody they know. They've been around so long. The window store, whether it's vinyl windows, wood windows, or any type of entry door, the window store. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation, no-hassle bid. 314-739-0002 or wswindow.net. Here's our story. 
Tony and Denise, brother and sister team, born and raised in good old St. Louis, started in 2009. More like 1959. Started our business in 2009 with the idea of buying in bulk in order to save you money. Our sales staff will educate you on products and features that are most important to you. We can offer top brands like GE at the lowest price every day. Come by and visit any of our four showrooms or shop us online at theappliancediscounters.com where... Our savings are your savings. Family owned and operated, Morelli Tuck Pointing has been repairing chimneys and walkways and porches, foundations, entire homes, anything brick and stone for 32 years. Morelli's longtime dedicated employees have earned them an A-plus rating with the BBB and the prestigious BBB Torch Award. They've also received the Angie Super Service Award each year since 2005. Great reviews on Google, Angie, and BBB encourage you to call 314-645-1387 when you need tuck pointing repairs or visit MorelliTuckPointing.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Coming up on 538 already on this Thursday morning. Jack, folks heading out the door, give them a quick forecast. 50 degrees outside right now. There is a we're showing a chance of a spot shower this morning, but it looks like most of the day it'll be partly sunny and windy. 30 mile an hour uh, wind gusts today. 65 degrees the high, so it will be a warm one out there today. Partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 49. Mostly sunny tomorrow, and the high tomorrow is 71 degrees. There is a chance of a spot shower as well tomorrow evening into tomorrow night with a low of 45 degrees for the weekend. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a high of 51 and a low of 34 on Saturday night. And for Sunday, starting out the day, mostly sunny with a high of 47 degrees. Chance of afternoon rain and late tomorrow night, a low of 32 degrees. And that rain's going to turn to a mixture of rain and snow flurries. Little to no accumulation is expected. Those snow flurries could continue into Monday morning as well. High of 41 degrees on uh, Monday, though. So that snow is not going to be sticking around too long. On Monday night, partly cloudy with a low of 29 degrees. Tuesday, sunny with a high of 46. Mostly clear Tuesday night with a low of 31. And on Wednesday, sunny with a high of 50. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. Zach, those 20s are going to feel pretty chilly coming off of these 60s and 70s. Uh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. <sighs> going to be a rough one. Uh, showing 49 right here in Belleville right now. Sun up at 7 o'clock. Sun down at 530 this afternoon. Uh, The winds are coming out of the south at 9 miles an hour. Visibility is at 10. Humidity at 63 as we get started this morning. In some of the news in the world of agriculture, well, a federal judge this week vacated the 2020 Dicamba registration by the Environmental Protection Agency. This is big news to the farming community. The ruling in the U.S. District Court for the District of Arizona leaves farmers without options to use dicamba in the upcoming growing season. Now, there are several products that are affected. Uh, Bayer's Extendamax, BAS, BASF's, Ingenia, Syngenia's, Tavion, I believe is how you say it. Um, they say, according to North Carolina State University Extension Service Officer there, they said many will panic in response to this news and scramble to switch technology. So uh, coming down kind of a little late in the season to find out. So everybody will be, that uses dicamba will now be scrambling, trying to figure out which way to go. Um, I have a question. What, yes, what is dicamba? Is that my, am I even saying that correctly? Yeah, dicamba. It's a chemical. Okay. Yeah, weed control. Oh, okay. Yep. Can't use it no more. 
says you can't use it. Mm. All right. Um, EPA uh, said it violated the federal insecticide, fungicide, and rodenticide uh, act of public input requirements before its approval. So this this argument's been going on uh, for a long time. Uh, then they came out, I think it was in 2020 or 21, where they came out and said, all right, you can use it, but the wind has to be under a certain miles per hour, and you can only use it between certain dates. Uh, it, it's been it, it's been an ongoing battle. Uh, endangered butterflies and bee populations um, said that the uh, EPA says if they if they continue to use it, the butterflies and bee populations will keep tanking. If the EPA keeps twisting itself into a pretzel to approve this product just to appease the pesticide industry. So the Center for Biological Diversity is claiming that the uh, endangered butterflies and bee populations will keep tanking. Uh, So now the courts have ruled that, no, can't use it anymore. So they they came out and said, no, you can't use it. Then they said, you can use it. And then they said, well, you can use it only on certain days when the wind uh, has to be under a certain. And what it does is it drifts. Um. And and I don't know the science behind the dicamba why it drifts worse than others, but if if one farmer maybe a guy, you know, three fields over uses it, it can actually drift and can drift all the way over to my farm. From three, you're saying three from three fields over. Well, yeah, it drifts. It can drift that quite far, a ways. Huh? Yeah, and that's kind of where the big fight's been. Uh, yeah, this has been going on for a long time. And like I said, one time they could use it, then they said they couldn't use it. and So then they put restrictions on it, and now they finally said, no, nope. the judge finally said, that's it. We're pulling the plug. You can no longer use dicamba. So we'll see if they fight that or where that goes or if there'll be another court battle over the use of that. And more to come, I'm sure, in the days to come. We talked about a little earlier USDA's Economic Research Service forecast that the U.S. net cash farm income will decrease by $42.2 billion, or 25.8%. This is after net farm income decreased in 23 by by a forecast of $50.2 billion uh, to $163.9 billion. Net cash farm income is defined as gross cash income minus cash expense. So, yep, the numbers are starting to change. And USDA economist Kerry Likowski uh, it looks at the 24 forecast for farm production expenses, and yeah, it looks like it's going to cost a little more. For the sector, farm production expenses are forecast to increase almost 4% or almost $17 billion in 2024 relative to 2023. Uh, livestock and poultry purchases and labor expenses are expected to see the largest increases in 2024. Um, but also spending on feed, fertilizer, and pesticides is expected to increase in 2024 after declining in 2023. I don't know if that's coming as any real surprise to anybody as uh, everything else is going up. Input cost will, too. 544, we'll take a quick break, come back with the corn report from the Missouri Corn Growers right after this. Got gold? 
Get green at Jewels on Hampton. Jewels on Hampton pays the most for your precious metals. Jewelry, gems, currency, antiques, and collectibles. Jewels on Hampton buys precious and semi-precious gems and stones, scrap gold, and sterling silver. Jewels on Hampton buys and sells paper money, wristwatches, and pocket watches. They even take pianos and cars. To sum up, bring your gold chains, bracelets, rings, coins, dental gold, and more to Jewels on Hampton. 4506 Hampton Avenue in St. Louis. And get green. Online at JewelsOnHampton.com. When you get car washed, you really care which car wash you go to? Yes, because not all car washes are created equal. Country Club Car Wash is the local family-owned and family-operated car wash since 1989. All these other ones that are popping up, they're all run by out-of-town hedge funds. Keep it local. Keep it great. Touchless car washes, no brushes, inside and out. Five area locations, Country Club Car Wash or cccwstl.com. You're selling your home, and I want to buy it. This is Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I am ready to pay top dollar for your home. No contingencies, no inspections, no monkey business. I buy your home no matter the condition or location, and you walk away with cash. Call me, Mike Robinson, at 314-283-0867, 314-283-0867, or at robangproperties.com. That's R-O-B-A-N-G, properties.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. The Missouri Corn Update is brought to you by the Missouri Corn Growers Association and the Missouri Corn Merchandising Council. Hello, I'm your host, Michael Clements, and this week we talk with Missouri Corn Growers Association Vice President Brian Lehman. We'll recap last week's Missouri Corn Annual Meeting, and that's all coming up in just a moment. The Missouri Corn Growers Association has long worked tirelessly in the interest of today's corn industry because you're busy farming and raising a family, So we're at the table when you can't be. But like you, we can't do it alone. Our strength is in our members. Our strength is in you. Join us as we continue advocating for the American corn farmer. Visit mocorn.org and become a member today. Again, Missouri Corn Vice President Brian Lehman's our guest this week. And Brian, last week, Missouri Corn held its annual meeting. So starting with that today, how did things go in Jefferson City? Uh, it went great. We always have a, a great time getting together with our corn uh, partners, you know, other farmers to legislators and making the capital visits to tell our story. Well, I know the day included visits with lawmakers, as you mentioned. So what are some of the priorities that were discussed in the state capitol? You know, just telling a daily story is, is important, getting that face-to-face meeting with them to where, you know, if they have questions, they can come to us. We We have staff there and all, but it it really seems like it makes a difference when, you know, individual farmers can go and, and we take, you know, break up in groups and go around and try to try to get a hold of everybody in, in the capital and priorities this year. It kind of the same things we've been working on, especially at the federal level, but state level as well. You know, eminent domain is always a great concern of all farmers and, and Missouri corn as well. And, and just, you know, keeping the, the ethanol and corn, corn industry going, you know, what everything that we do, you know, there's always regulations and things like that. So just telling the story and informing them, educating the legislature. Everybody's removed from a farm, it seems like. And then when you make that connection with different ones, you find out, oh, they do have a farm or their grandparents grew up on a farm. So they know how, how things work, but it, it's a change in dynamics every year and, and just being on the same page with them and them with us. 
Well, Brian, another event for you recently taking part in the U.S. Grains Council trade mission. So what can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's another way of, of connecting to uh, our end users. I was able, fortunate to get to go to Vietnam, and they had a grain rollout there. You know, the Grains Council works great for farmers trying to sell them U.S. grain, comparing it to other countries, how good it is. And we had opportunity to go to a buyer's gathering and kind of in a forum outlook and participate in that, telling, you know, how corn is grown in the Midwest and having that face-to-face communication again. They ask questions of how we're doing things, and we're telling our story, and they like to see that. It was just a wonderful trip to to do that. And also got to go to a catfish farm that Vietnam is well known for their their catfish and seeing that whole process of feed going there, the production of their feed mill to the feeding of the fish to their processing plant and then back to a U.S. restaurant where you can look on the box and see where it came from and it might have been that farm or the next farm over. So it was really a, a full circle there. Thailand was another. It was building the markets in a sense. We got to see a small dairy farm. It's, you know, I've been around farms my whole life, but it looked like a 1950s dairy and how they're trying to upgrade and get feed added into their diet and increase production there. And Southeast Asia is a huge market, a lot of population. And if you can just grow that dairy market, that's a, a large amount of feed that could go into their diet that they're just not aware of yet. So it was really neat to see how a developing market really works. So it was a great opportunity. And you meet people, and they're, they're really welcoming to the U.S. agriculture. And wrapping things up, Brian, of course, the theme today is that connection and face-to-face interaction with folks. But why is it important for corn farmers like you to be engaged in events like both of these we've talked about today? You know, it's your industry. So if you're not taking action or putting your stake in the ground and, and fighting for it, then, you know, we get overran by regulation. If we're not telling our story, somebody else is, and normally it's not in our favor. So it's even though you might think a world away, you know, I sell my corn right here local, but as much corn as we're able to grow now, and it's a world market that we have to have our seat at the table. And if not, we're falling behind. So I encourage everybody to take, you know, action and becoming a member of Missouri Corn or, you know, in ag as well. We need more people to stand up and talk. And, you know, it's just part of it. I think anymore you have to be engaged. All right, Brian, just like that, we're out of time. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Again, that was Missouri Corn Vice President Brian Lehman, our guest on this week's Missouri Corn Update. As always, you can stay up to date with Missouri Corn online at mocorn.org. Mocorn.org is where you need to go to find out more about the Missouri Corn Growers. And we were down at that meeting in Jeff City. And, yeah, those guys taking their story up to the Capitol and talking to all the reps and telling their story. And, and, and believe it or not, it really does a lot of good. They had a reception for all the representatives and stuff after the visit. And, they were all talking about how great it is to have the, the corn growers, the farmers, come in and tell them their story and tell them what they're seeing out on the farm and tell them what they need help with, and uh, it definitely pays off. Uh, 5.51, time to head back over to the weather desk. This report brought to you by our friends over at the Farm Family Resource Initiative. What do you got, Zach? 51 degrees outside right now. It's going to be partly sunny today and windy. Now they're saying wind gusts as high as 35 miles an hour. Again, partly sunny with a high of 65 degrees today. Partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of just 49. Mostly sunny on Friday, 71 degrees the high tomorrow. Could see a late afternoon shower into tomorrow night as temperatures drop to a low of 45 degrees on Friday night. Saturday, it's going to be mostly cloudy with a high of 50, partly cloudy Saturday night with a low of 34. And on Sunday, we're going to start the day out mostly sunny with a high of 47 degrees. 
Chance of showers start Sunday afternoon into Sunday evening. Temperatures are going to drop to a low of 32 degrees, and that rain's going to turn to a mixture of rain and snow overnight Sunday into Monday morning. Little to no accumulation is expected. Those snow flurries are going to stick around Monday morning, but temperatures are going to warm up to a high of 41 degrees on Monday. Partly cloudy Monday night with a low of 29 Tuesday, sunny with a high of 46, and on Wednesday, sunny with a high of 50. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. I wish you'd make up your mind. I know. We're hitting all four <laughs> seasons in the next three days. Yeah. 70, snow flurries. I I, 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 man, you're making my head hurt. Uh, sun up at 7 o'clock this morning, sundown at 530. I'm showing five, uh, 49 degrees here in rural Belleville, the winter. Coming out of the southwest at 9 miles an hour, I guess that's pushing that warmer air up out of the south. Visibility is at 10 miles as we get started. So uh, we'll see where that all shakes out. But it looks like today and tomorrow, don't forget, hay auction on Saturday morning up at the Hamilton Hay Auction. We'll be up there selling that sale for those guys. Uh, The long hours, yeah, the unpredictable weather, rising cost. We've been talking about that this morning. And then you always got to throw in a little equipment failure. Does that all sound familiar to your farming operation? Well, no matter the season, the ag industry faces these unique pressures. And if you're feeling overwhelmed or hopeless as you sit there at the breakfast table this morning, you need help, there is help. You can call or text the Family Farm Family Resource Initiative Helpline at 833-FARM-SOS. You'll receive confidential support from experts who understand the pressures of grain and livestock farming. There's no cost to call. You can even drop the counselors an email if you'd rather go that route. Farm Family Resource Helpline at MHSIL.com. Everyone needs someone to talk to. And if you're a farmer or a farm family member in need of that support, call the helpline today. 833-FARM-SOS. Brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative in partnership with SIU Medicine. Hey, St. Louis, Together Credit Union, City SC's official banking partner, is offering a guaranteed way to grow your money with two limited-time CD promotions. The first option is an 11-month CD term with a 5.40% annual percentage yield. The second option is a 19-month CD term with a 5.00% annual percentage yield. Both options require a minimum balance of $1,000. Visit TogetherCU.org today. Early withdrawal penalties apply and may reduce earnings on the account rates as of January 19. Rates subject to change without notice. Membership eligibility required. Federally insured by the NCUA. 2024 is really adding up this month at Renewal by Anderson. First, get 24% off all Renewal by Anderson energy-efficient windows and doors. The Fibrex windows that are two times stronger than vinyl and come in nine exterior colors. Then take advantage of zero down, zero in and zero payments for 24 months. That's serious savings in 2024. Only at Renewal by Anderson. For your free in-home consultation, call 1-877-WINDOWS or visit rbastl.com. So you just bought an electric car. Now you have to have some type of electrical service at the house for the car. Whom are you going to call? Can I recommend somebody? Baldy Electric. Baldy Electric's been around since 1996. Michael Baldy is a licensed electrician. He's OSHA certified, LEED certified, and everybody who works for him is as well. They're the best, whether indoor or outdoor, for your electrical needs, whether it's an old house in the city or a brand-new commercial building. Baldy Electric will make sure it is done right. Now, being an electrician, he's the expert. 
I'm comfortable maybe plugging in my battery from my phone. Outside of that, I'm calling Baldy Electric. Whether it's for lighting for the outside, security systems, appliance installation, backup generators, that's always a big deal. If it's electrical, I go to Baldy Electric. BaldyElectric.com, 314-968-9999. For all of your electrical needs, indoor, outdoor, commercial, residential, BaldyElectric.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Coming up on 557, where does the time go? We are just about out of time. Be sure and join us tomorrow morning. We'll have our Illinois Farm Bureau update from Rita Frazier. A little reminder, hay auction on Saturday up at the Hamilton Hay Auction. HamiltonHayAuction.com is the website if you want to find out more about that. Had a big run last week, and the way the weather is, I'm predicting a big run once again this week. So if you're in the market for some hay, why not check it out? Looking at the markets for the overnight, yeah, as we wrap it up, corn trade's coming in one to two cents lower. Over on the bean trade, we're eh, we're just going to call it about even right now. March is at 11.89, November new crop at 11.70. And over on the wheat crop, we're about seven cents lower there. So we'll keep an eye on those numbers, have updates at 10 and 12. As always, be careful out there. Enjoy the day. Sounds like it's going to be a good one. With any luck at all, we're all back tomorrow morning at 5. Have a good day. news surrounding electric vehicles just keeps piling up. The Wall Street Journal reports that if Ford would simply shut down its EV lines, profits would increase by a whopping 50 percent. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by ExpressVPN. Secure your online data and get an extra three months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. Ford's big news this week is a very upbeat outlook for 2024. They're predicting an operating profit of $11 billion. But look closer. No one is buying Ford's EVs, especially the pickups and SUVs. Both are just too heavy to be efficient. That translates into a projected loss of $5.5 billion for Ford's EV department. So do the math. $11 billion in profits as things are. Shut down the hemorrhaging EV production line, and that $5.5 billion loss goes away and boosts the bottom line profit to $16 billion. Hey, enter to win a brand new $1,000 laptop right now at commando.com slash win.